What's up guys? So real quick, I'm going to do the contest again. Um, this is going to be for the um, for the uh, Holly Home versus Bueno Silva card. And uh, what you got to do, like always, if you're new to the channel, you haven't heard this before, um, you just got to uh, get pick three winners and uh, you got to pick the winner, the method of victory, in the round and you can only pick one decision and um, and if you if whoever gets that right first will get to pick one of these items and uh, so if you want to try to win the autograph UFC glove autographed by Juliana Miller Killer Miller um, got an autographed Donald Cerrone got an autographed Demetrius Johnson and I got an autographed Holly Home. So, if you want a chance to win, man, uh, just comment on this video, man. Give me your picks. Um, I'll screenshot them as they come in, so I know which order they came in. And uh, if you if you win, I'll let you pick one, and I'll send it to you, man. So, um, appreciate it, guys, man. Uh, enjoy the video. What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC London, Aspinall versus Tybura. Uh, but first, real quick, man, uh, talk about the results from last weekend. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I ended up making some money. Uh, my biggest play on the card was a play on um, Esteban Ribovics, and uh, that one hit first fight of the night. Um, I had more plays originally, but as per usual, my you know, I had a play on Jack Della Maddalena. Fight got canceled. Um, both times, you know, and <laughs> that's kind of happens a lot with me. I don't know if y'all have noticed that a lot of the fights I bet on get canceled. Um, and then other than that, I had a, uh, two fight parlay that was Whitaker and, um, damn, who was that? Whitaker. And, oh yeah. Whitaker and Ribovics. And, uh, that one didn't hit obviously. Um, I was kind of shocked that Drickus Duplessis pulled out the win, man. He looked really good after his, uh, nose surgery. So, and, uh, other than that, I had a, um, a live bet, you know, quite a few fights, made some money that way. And I had a, um, I had a two, two man parlay that was Pantoja and Rodriguez. And, uh, I went ahead and cashed it out, you know, before the main event, because I was, you know, I wasn't very confident in, uh, Rodriguez. Obviously I picked Volkanovsky to win. I just kind of threw together that underdog parlay for the hell of it. But I figured, why not go ahead and hedge out and take the money, you know? And obviously, it was a good thing I did. Um, it was a pretty crazy card. Did pretty good on the picks. Uh, a lot of my a lot of my underdogs. I picked a lot of underdogs, and you know, several of them lost. There were a couple that won. Um, it was a it was a you know very exciting card. And uh, yeah, Volkanovski's unstoppable, man. I I don't know if um, if Tybora has got anything. Uh, Taporia has got anything for him. Not, not Tybura. That's a heavyweight. Um, but yeah, anyways, so uh, please like and subscribe, guys. It really helped me out a lot. You know, if I can if I can get up to that thousand subscriber mark and actually start making a little bit of money on doing this channel, aside from my betting, 
Um, it would, it would do a lot for the channel, man. I, I don't ever see myself, you know, being real fancy, like some of these other channels where they just look like a EA sports, you know, ESPN sports show or whatever and all that. It's not really me, not really my thing. Um, but I, it would do a, it would, I could do a lot more cool stuff. I could do better contests and give away more stuff, you know, for you guys and whatever. Um, and, uh, if you're, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out all my predictions for each fight. And at the end of the video, I do my bets. And if you, and if you want to, uh, if you're not interested in watching the video and you just want to look at my picks or my bets, um, you can go over to my Instagram. It's high kick underscore fight picks. And also, um, for the guys that don't have Instagram, I did make a Facebook group. Um, it, I could put the link in the uh, comments, but it is just high kick fight picks on Facebook. So if any of y'all are interested in that, I post on my bet flyers and stuff on there and, uh, I'm available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, all that stuff. And, uh, I guess that's about it, man, for the for the intro there. Let's take a look. It's crazy looking at this. It actually says we haven't lost any fights yet on this card. Normally, I have to go over three or four fights that we lost in every card. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it, man. First up, we got Rafael Filo taking on Daniel Barres. And Rafael is... He is 30 years old, 5'7", with a 68.5-inch reach. He is 14 and 3 and 0 and 1 in the UFC, and he's a minus 112 pick him. Uh, the line's been fluctuating on that a little bit. Um, Abarez was actually an underdog at one point the other day. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Philo is he's a lot better than you know his UFC record may indicate. You know he's jumped he jumped in on short notice and fought um, uh, Makayev, and uh, I believe he made a good account of himself. You know he honestly destroyed Makayev's knee in that fight, man. I don't know how Makayev didn't tap out. Uh, and yeah, this guy's very exciting, and but all but one of his wins have been by finish, five knockouts and five, and uh, eight submissions. Uh, he has great jiu-jitsu, and, uh, you know, he's going to have a two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. But at times, you know, there's been some fights where he was a little bit, you know, too comfortable being on his back, you know, looking for t uh, submissions, which, you know, can, can lose you a fight. But, you know, to be fair, he did win those fights, and... uh you know, he's constantly looking for the neck uh, from bottom position or when guys are shooting for the takedowns. His striking isn't horrible either, man. He throws good calf kicks, throws heavy shots. Um, you know, I would like to see him throw more volume because uh, he didn't put out very much volume in his last fight. And uh, he did have a good second round against Makayev, though. Uh, he kind of won in the striking department there. I think, you know, Makayev seemed to be kind of coasting in that round. And, uh, and Hafiel was able to kind of take advantage of that. Uh, you know, just because Makayev could take him down doesn't mean he has, you know, a uh, bad takedown defense. Uh, Makayev is an amazing wrestler. You can't fault him for that. And, you know, I, ex I expect Tafiel to look a lot better here coming in on a full camp. You know, uh, he seems to be pretty talented, man. And uh, he's taking on Daniel Barres. He is 34 years old, 5'6", with a 66-inch reach. He is 16-5, and five, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And, uh... He as of right now he's a minus one oh eight. It's kind of a pick 'em on these guys, and uh, yeah, this guy um, you know he lost a split decision um, in his fight uh, on uh, who was that the uh, contender series fight, um, Carlos Hernandez uh, a few years ago on the contender series, and uh, since then he's gotten four finishes. You know, but if you look at the records of the guys that he beat, you know it's it's kind of yeah. <laughs> 
a guy that's 10 and 9, 7 and 9, 6 and 9, and 14 and 12. And that was what I was thinking leading into it before I actually did watch all the tape. Um, I was thinking this guy had a padded record, you know, and, and maybe, maybe he needed more work or something, but I was actually pretty impressed. You know, um, it's hard to be impressed with the level of competition he's fought, but, um, when I went back and watched the tape and, you know, he did really impress me. Um, and you know, like I said, he's killing these guys, you know, in the first round. So that's impressive. Uh, very effective with his calf kicks. Um, very fast. He dropped a guy with a jab in one of the fights I watched. He will definitely have a striking advantage in this fight. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's one of the few fighters from Spain that we've seen in the UFC. Um, he's a Spanish combat Sambo champion. He's very well-rounded. Uh, seven wins by knockout, six by submission. He throws nasty combinations, tons of volume. He has really good footwork. And the only worry that I could possibly have with him would be if his cardio isn't good. But he is very experienced, and he has gone to decision a few times, and he's gotten finishes late in fights as well. Um, originally, I thought I was going to go with uh, with Rafael, but, you know, what I had to do really was go back and watch uh, Barrez's fight, you know, with Hernandez, because that's the toughest opponent that Barrez has fought. And uh, I got to say, man, I saw a lot that I that I liked. You know, he he definitely won the first round. It was very close. You know, arguably, Barrez could have won that fight. And uh, so I like the price, you know, and I think I'm going to take Barrez. Um, if you go back and watch it, he's very aggressive, very good to stand up. He's, uh, he's got decent wrestling and good takedown defense, man. So um, I think he's kind of being underestimated here now that I've watched the tape, man. He's a very tough guy, very talented. And I'm going to take him to win by uh, KO in round two. Um, everyone on Tapology is going with uh, Philo but they obviously haven't watched the tape. You know, this could be a very close fight, but I was really impressed with what I saw at Ibarrez upon watching all the tape. So, Next up, we got Bruna Brazil taking on Shauna Bannon. Uh, another Irish prospect, man. And uh, uh, Brazil is 29 years old, 5'6", with a 65.5-inch reach. She is 8-3-1 and 0-1 in the UFC, and she's a minus 116. And, uh, yeah, Bruna jumped into the spotlight with a big head kick knockout on the Contender Series. Uh, but her in her debut, she just kind of looked like she wasn't there, man. She got finished, and we did see the uh, the girl that, that beat her this past weekend uh, get a major upset victory. Denise Gomes, uh, obviously, is the real deal and has big power, man. Uh, finished, she finished Uruguay, which is crazy. No one expected that coming. Um, and, you know, I wonder if it was just nerves or what, but also we did find out, you know, Gomes is a tough customer, man, so I can't say I'm surprised now. And, uh, you know, she she was the way bigger girl in that fight, man, and she let her opponent kind of bully her around. Uh, you know, Bruna's got a fair amount of finishes on her record. Her best weapons are her kicks. Uh, she stands real tall in her striking. She has good submissions. Um but it's hard for me to say much more based on what we've seen so far, obviously, and based on the level of competition that she's taken on. You know, her first jump up in competition didn't go well for her. So, you know, this will be the fight where we we know for sure where she's at. And uh, but now that I'm now that I think about it like that, you know, now that Gomes has proved to be the real deal, you know, it kind of makes me second guess this fight a little bit more, you know. Um, and she's taking on Shauna Bannon. She's 29 years old, 5'5", with a 69-inch reach. She is 5-0, and and this is going to be her UFC debut, and she's a minus 108. There's a lot of close close lines on these on this card, man. A lot of good spots to make money, man. And uh, so, yeah, she's only 5-0, and but had a long amateur career as well. 
Um, seems to have good boxing, has a kickboxing background, primarily known for her striking. Uh, throws up a lot of submissions off of her back, very aggressive guard. Uh, Brazil may have a grappling advantage and the you know the advantage with her kicks and her long legs, but uh, Bannon will have the better boxing. And it's, it's hard to say how well she'll do against higher level competition. Um, you know, the, the, the level of competition Bannon fought hasn't been good either, man. And I'm really seriously questioning whether I should, uh, you know, uh, the lines are real close, man. And for the purposes of the channel, I was going to go with Bannon, man, to win by decision. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll stay with that pick, but. You know, when it comes down to it, to to making my parlays, I'll probably go with whoever is the underdog um, if I include this fight on them. So Brazil will probably end up being the underdog. Um, and I think she's probably got a good chance to win it now that we know that Gomes is a real deal. And it wasn't like she just got beat by some somebody that you know isn't a good fighter, you know. So, yeah, that kind of makes me question it all, man. And I'm kind of I'll probably be going with the underdog, but I'll stick with my pick of Bannon. But whoever the underdog is, I'll I'll probably take them on my parlays. Next up, we got Brian Barberina taking on Mahmoud Muradov. And uh, Brian is 34 years old. He's six foot tall with a 72 inch reach. He is 18 and 10 and nine and eight in the UFC. And he's a plus 235 underdog. Yeah, Brian is usually in pretty exciting fights. You know, he's a brawler. He's got big power in his hands. He thrives in wars. Um, but I wouldn't call him a good striker. You know, he wins when the fights are crazy, like wars, you know, um, if he can get, you know, his opponents out of their comfort zone and make them just start throwing wild with him, he does well then. I mean, he can push a tough pace on the feet, man, but you know, his weaknesses are his takedown defense and submission defense. Um, if you can take him down, you will win the fight. And, uh, you know, if you're a sniper that has good head movement and you can stay out of the way of the, uh, big shots, you know, you'll, you'll probably win the fight as well. Um, he does get hit a lot on the feet. And, you know, I've never really been high on Brian, you know, from a betting standpoint. You know, I always look forward to his fights, you know, because they're always exciting. Uh, but as far as getting wrapped up with money, I've never really, you know, had money on him for anything. Um, but his wins here lately have been over guys that are like 40-plus years old, you know, that are on the way out, you know, of the fight game. And, you know, unfortunately, this is a, a very bad fight for Brian, in my opinion. And he's taken on Mahmoud Muradov. He is 33 years old, 6'2", with a 75-and-a-half-inch reach. He is twenty five and eight and three and two in the UFC, and he's a minus two seventy five favorite. <clears throat> so, this guy's a finisher, man. He has seventeen wins by knockout on his record. Uh, he's dropped his last two fights, but sometimes, you know, uh, Gerald Mearshart catches guys sometimes, and it happens. You know, he he beats people sometimes. He has no business <laughs> beaten. And, uh, you know, Barallo has a great wrestling, uh, takedowns and all that stuff. So I can't really fault him for that fight either. Um, you know, Mahmoud's striking is pretty high level. You know, he's a former pro kickboxer, um, heavy hands. He's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage, very fast and explosive. Um, he will have the advantages in my opinion, everywhere the fight goes, you know, although he's not known for his grappling, I think it's still better than Barbarina's and I think he'll be able to get the takedowns if he wants to. Um, he moves in and out of the pocket very well, you know, nice footwork, you know, not a whole lot more to say here, man. You know, I expect Muradov to get the win by knockout in round one or two. And uh, I think it's a pretty safe bet. I wish there was a better price on it. So next up, we got Ketlin Vieira taking on Penny Kanzed. Kanzed? <laughs> um, Ketlin is 31 years old, 5'8", with a 68-inch reach. 
She is 13 and 3 and 7 and 3 in the UFC, and she's a minus 185 favorite. So yeah, I was impressed, even though I thought, you know, that Caitlin lost the Holly Home fight. And I was I was just impressed that she was kind of at least able to do enough, you know, for it to go to a split decision and keep it close. Um, didn't agree with that decision though. Um, you know, but then she turned around and lost to Raquel Pennington. Uh, which was another close fight, another split decision. Um, she's only won one fight in the UFC by finish, and it was a submission. And uh, she fights well in the clinch. She controls her opponents up against the cage pretty well, has a lot of a lot of success with that. Um, she's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Uh, fights in a traditional Muay Thai stance. Seems to be pretty, seems to be pretty powerful, but like I said, no finishes. Um, throws a lot of jabs. She'll double, triple it up at times. Uh, throws good knees in, in close. And, uh, you know, in her last fight, she was timing her left hook really well. Um, you know, when she's, she was timing the, the left hook really well off the leg kick. When her opponent was throwing the leg kick, she was coming over with the, you know, the check left hook. And, um, you know, when she's not throwing her jab, she throws more than just one shot at a time, which is something that I think everybody should do, um, in my opinion. And it's, it's a lot better to follow, you know, follow up your shots. You know, you're more likely to land on your second or third punch, uh, cause they're going to see the first one coming. Uh, she has pretty good takedown defense. She doesn't shoot a lot of takedowns, and I don't expect her to try that in this fight either. Um, this is probably going to be a pretty close fight. She's taking on Panny Kanzed. She is 31 years old, 5'7", with a 66-inch reach. She is 16-6 and 5-3 and and in the UFC, and she's a plus-155 underdog. Yeah, so the first thing that jumps out you know, to me is most of her wins have come by decision. Um, unanimous decisions, not pl- split decisions. Um, she only has three wins by knockout, none by submission. Uh, she's a lifelong martial artist, started out in boxing at a young age. Um, at 19 years old, she was the uh, Swedish shoot fighting champion. And she has a, <clears throat> she has a, she hasn't fought in a little over a year. Um, she has excellent boxing, really nice three, two combination. Uh, she has a nasty jab. You know, she, she showed some decent grappling in her last fight as well. Uh, she was taking the back up against the cage and just kind of throwing one leg over, wrapping the leg up. And just kind of slowly dropping her opponent down to the ground. Uh, both of these girls' uh, last loss was to uh, was to Raquel Pennington. And uh, you know, in my opinion, Kianzed could could go down a weight class. Uh, she does does usually seem to be the smaller fighter, but you know, things have really pretty much been going her way for the most part. Um, I think you know Ketlin's going to be be way bigger, um, but I feel like this fight could be really close. Like I said, and looking at Ketlin's record. You know, she's in a lot of split decision fights, and Kianzed is very strong with her Muay Thai clinch. Uh, she was beating Pennington up in the first round with her knees. Um, and yeah, man, I think I will take the plus money on this one on Kianzed. Um, I think there's more value on that. Um, she does tend to win fights more dominantly rather than being close. Um, probably not a lot of people are going to agree with that, but I did like a lot of what I saw out of her um, in her fight versus the Caitlin Vieira-Raquel Pennington fight. I thought... You know, Kianzed did a lot better. Um, yeah, she'll. I think this fight's going to stay on the feet, and you know, if if I think, you know, I think I think uh, Penny has a uh, a good shot in the stand up. Man, she's very good. Um, she's very effective up against the cage and has good trips. So, I think I'm going to go with Kianzed by decision. Obviously, I won't be getting too heavily invested in it. Just kind of throw it in one of my parlays. Next up, we got Danny Roberts taking on uh, Johnny Parsons. 
And uh, Danny is 36 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. Um, he's 18 and 7, and sorry, um, and 7 and 6 in the UFC. Um, I actually need to check, because at the time of me doing my notes, they didn't have this lineup. Sorry. Wanted to make sure I at least tried to look it up before I went through the whole video. Yeah, they still don't have it up on they don't have it up on Bovada. Let me check Bet Online. Still don't see it on there either, man. I'm willing to bet that Danny's probably going to be a... I don't know, man. He hasn't been doing that good lately, but I think that he should be a, probably the favorite in this fight. Um, where was I at? Um, oh, yeah. So, Danny is a decent striker. He's powerful. Eight wins by knockout, five by submission. You know, he's well-rounded. And looking at his record, you know, the best win that he uh, that he's had so far is against um, Ramazan Emiv. Uh, but we found out that Ameev isn't really all that good. You know, um, most of Danny's wins are over guys that aren't in the UFC anymore. Uh, some never want to fight in the UFC, um, most of them. Um, in fact, I think all of them other than Ameev never want to fight in the UFC. I could be wrong, though. Don't quote me on that. Um, you know, he's going to have a five-inch reach advantage here. You know, all that being said, man, he's a very exciting fighter to watch. You know, he's really well-rounded. Um, his, his wrestling's improved a lot since he's been in the UFC. You know, he's really been honing his skills in. Um, his takedown defense has improved a lot. And I don't think he's gonna have to worry about takedowns in this fight. Um, he's more than just a striker, man. You know, he's he's got slick boxing. He throws great, powerful kicks. Um, it's just you never know what you're gonna get, man. You know, he comes out looking like a killer sometimes, and and other times it seems like you know he's not there or, or you know, I don't know. Of course, that the last one was Jack Dylan Madalena. You can't hold that against him, but. Uh, Danny's really aggressive off his back, man. This is definitely a winnable fight for him, in my opinion. Um, he's taking on Johnny Parsons. He is 31 years old, 5'9", with a 69-inch reach. He is 8-3, and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And this is another heavy hitter, man. He's he, uh, got lots of knockouts on his record, no submission wins or losses. Um, coming off a split decision win on the Contender Series. That was a pretty close fight, a very exciting fight, and uh, he almost got knocked out in the first round. I mean, he has a great Muay Thai background, trained over in Thailand. You know, that's where you get the best, you know, Muay Thai training, obviously. And, uh, you know, strong calf kicks and checks kicks very well. Um, takedown defense didn't look very good in his last fight. He got taken down quite a few times. Uh, you know, he, he also took a beat in the first round. Like I said, I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, that fight didn't get stopped, honestly. But he showed to be very durable and was, you know, throwing good question mark kicks and I could see a world where Parsons win the, wins this fight, but and I and I do really like his style, man. You know, he's very exciting and very good striking, and uh, I would like to see him win fights. You know, in the UFC, uh, you know, Danny's going to be the way bigger guy, I think, and and Danny will be able to use his grappling to get the victory here if he needs to. So, uh, you know, I think I think Danny will definitely be able to get the takedowns. I'm going to take uh, Danny to win by submission in round two. Next up, this should be a good one. <clears throat> uh, Chris Duncan taking on Yonel Ashmos. And Chris is 5'10", uh, wait, 30 years old, 5'10", with a 71.5-inch reach. 
He is 10 and 1 and 1 and 0 in the UFC. Yeah, this guy's very exciting, man. Uh I believe this fight's almost a pick'em as well. I think the lines were like 108 and let me check again just to make sure. Sorry, some of these weren't up at the time of my notes. Yeah, it's a pickle, minus 110 both ways. Um, yeah, he's very exciting. You know, he got knocked out, you know, in his first shot in the Contender Series. Uh, came back and was getting his ass kicked and then landed a big counter shot and got the knockout to win his contract. Um, seven knockouts on his record. Um, he had success in Bellator and went to a split decision in his last fight against Omar Morales. It was a close fight. Um, and I like his style, man. I, I like the knockouts, but I don't. I don't like him getting rocked in every fight that I see. And uh, it, it has happened in probably his, at least his last four fights. Um, he's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage. Um, he had to use his grappling to get the win last time out. Um, he really shows, you know, he really loads up on the, on the right hand, man. You can see it coming from a mile away. Um, he's, he's good, but he's not very technical um, with his striking, in my opinion. Uh, very powerful and explosive. You know, he's at a good camp. Uh, this should be a, an exciting fight, man. But upon going back and rewatching the tape on his last fight, I actually thought Morales won that fight because Morales was doing more damage uh, than what Duncan was doing with his takedowns and basically doing nothing on the ground. But that's just in my opinion. Either way, Chris Duncan's a very exciting fighter. Um, he's fighting out of Scotland. So, you know, I've got the uh, the little bit of Scottish DNA or actually quite a bit of Scottish DNA in my in my, uh, in my my family. So, um Kind of, kind of rooting for him there. There's several fighters on this card that I really want to, really want to pick because they're in, uh, from Scotland. Um, and he's taking on Yonel Ashmos. He is 28 years old, five nine with a 68 inch reach. He is seven and zero and one and zero in the UFC. And yeah, all but one of this guys have been by finish, uh, both submissions and knockouts. He's very powerful. Um, he cashed in as a big underdog, you know, against a guy that was twice his size last time out. No one thought he was going to win that fight. And it was very impressive. Um, he has really good wrestling as well, even though he didn't get, didn't get to show it in his last fight. Um, he did show it in his PFL fight. If you go back and watch the tape on that, um, he's built like a tank. And um, you know, after doing my research, man, I think Osmos is actually better um, everywhere the fight goes, man. And uh, he's even got a lot of late finishes as well, third round finishes. So the cardio is there. The power carries over into the third round. And I'm going to be taking Osmos to get the win by knockout um, round one. Just because Chris Duncan has been getting hurt in almost every fight I've watched of his, so even though he's won most of them, um, that scares me a little bit against a, a very powerful guy like Ashmos. Next up, we got Mark Dia Casey taking on Joel Alvarez, and uh, Mark is thirty years old, five uh, ten with a seventy-three inch reach. He is sixteen and six and seven and six in the UFC. And he's a plus one twenty five underdog. And uh, Mark used to, you know, be primarily known for his striking, but actually has really worked on his wrestling. And uh, you know, he used it to get a couple wins, man, when he needed them. Um, they were pretty boring fights, but he was able to get the wins, you know, uh, which is all that mattered at that point because he was on a losing streak. So I understand it. Um, but honestly, the guys that he out wrestled have terrible takedown defense. Um, and you know, Mark wasn't able to get Michael Johnson down in his last fight, and and was trying to showboat and all that shit, and he kind of got outpointed and lost a decision. And, you know, it made him look really stupid, in my opinion, because he was really acting like he was doing something in that fight, but he was getting outlanded. So, um, Mark's never been knocked out. He has six wins by knockout, only one by submission. 
And, you know, obviously the other nine wins have been by decision and, uh, Hasn't had a finish win in the UFC since 2017, I think, uh, 2017 or 2016, one or the other. Um, he's very tough, well-rounded. His striking is good. But, you know, I noticed in his last fight that he was really telegraphing, you know, the leg kick. And when he when he threw it, Johnson saw it coming and was countering him every time. And uh, he was mostly just throwing one shot at a time in that fight. So he wasn't having as much success. Um, everything he was throwing was, like, big and loaded up on heavy spin attacks and you know, he wasn't landing any of it, so he wasn't conserving it, uh, conserving his energy very well. Uh, I think Mark will need to use his striking to have success. If he takes down Alvarez in this fight, he will definitely get submitted. Um, you know, you know, whenever Mark gets taken down, you know, he's pretty good at scrambling to his feet as well. So, But we all know that Alvarez isn't scared to just pull people down into his guard. You know, there's a lot of fights like that. But his, uh, anyway, I'll get into him now. Um, Joel Alvarez is 30 years old, uh, six foot three with a 77 inch reach. He is 19 and three and four and two in the UFC, and he's a minus 150 favorite. And I really like this guy, man. He's going to have a four inch reach advantage. Uh, very tall for the weight class. Very good jujitsu. Uh, 16 wins by submission on his record. Three wins by knockout. Um, all of his wins have been by finish. He's never won by decision. Um, he's only lost to really tough guys, man. Ismagulov and uh, Sarukian. So. You know, it's no fault in that there, man. Um, you know, his most impressive win uh, has was the win over um, Tiago Moises, where he really just he knocked him out of a standing TKO up against the cage. Uh, it was very impressive, and I, I think he was an underdog in that fight. Um, you know, on this card, man, there's going to be a pretty strong display of, you know, how good these guys from Spain are, in my opinion. Um, you know, he comes out, he throws a lot of hard kicks, he beats up the arms, you know, to get you uncomfortable. And then he tries to get the uh, get it to the ground. Um, he's got a very good guillotine choke. You know, he goes for it immediately when guys are shooting on him. It's the first thing he reaches for. Just it's like instinct to him. Uh, nasty arm bar. His striking's approved approved a lot since he got in the UFC. Um, you know, he has had trouble making weight a few times, but he did win those fights. Uh, so I guess not going to hold that against him. But something to watch on this fight. Um, you know, he used his knees really well in the Moises fight. He was throwing hard elbows up close up against the cage. Uh, you know, watching the tapes, man, I think I think Joel is better everywhere the fight goes, man. Um, I think he throws more volume on the feet, you know, and DKC obviously is a good striker, but uh, Alvarez is really tough, man. You know, I was really impressed with what I, what I saw out of him, and uh, he just keeps improving. So um, I like the price on him, man, so I'm taking uh, Alvarez to get the win by submission uh, round one. Next up, we got Davy Grant taking on Daniel Marcos. Excuse me. No breaks, man. I do it all in one take. <laughs> um, Davy Grant is 37 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 13-6 and 6 and 6-5 six and in the UFC, and he's a plus-105 underdog. And uh, this is a very hard fight for me, you know, uh, to pick. I've had plays on both these guys recently. Um, I will say Davey was on his way to losing his last fight before he, uh, you know, he wasn't looking good at all, man. And then he locked in that, it was like an inverted triangle choke or reverse triangle or something, you know, and choked his opponent out. Um, I couldn't believe that because I had money on him. Um, thought for sure he was going to lose that fight. And uh, so... Now he showed how well-rounded he is with that. Man, it's been a while since we've seen him win by submission. Uh, 
Um, I had plays on Grant in his last two fights, and uh, I really like Grant's uh, kickboxing. Uh, he throws a lot of calf kicks, and you know those calf kicks will lead him into his spinning attacks. Um, you know, kind of misses with the calf kick and comes around with the spin. And uh, nice front kicks up the middle, you know, to the head and the body. Um, very powerful. Uh, how many wins by knockout does he have? I forgot. Um, four wins by knockout, um, seven by submission. So, uh, yeah, he's well-rounded. Um, most of his losses have been by submission, though, so maybe submission defense is one of his, you know, weak areas. Um, he throws a lot of volume, man. He does tend to slow down a bit late in the fight because he throws, like, mostly power shots, you know. <laughs> the whole first round of his, uh, his uh, which fight was that? The whole first round of uh, Luis Smolka fight, he was just throwing nothing but power shots the whole first round, man. And he did slow down noticeably, but he did go on to to get the finish. So, very impressive. He's very exciting. And you know, one of my favorite fighters. Um, he's taking on Daniel Marcos. He is thirty years old, five seven, with a sixty nine inch reach. These guys have the same reach. Um, fourteen and zero, and one and zero in the UFC. And he's a minus one twenty five favorite. And yeah, he has very good striking, man. Great kickboxing. Um, I had an underdog play on him last time out that paid off. Uh, big power, eight wins by knockout, no wins or losses by submission. Um, you know, Marcos throws like good front kicks up the middle. He's landed, uh, he landed those in his last two fights that I watched and, uh, he's very fast. Seems to ha seems to have good takedown defense. Um, but we haven't, we haven't seen him, you know, against any super high level wrestlers yet. So I can't really say based on what I've seen that, you know, he's got legit takedown defense. Um, he goes to the body a lot with his punches, good knees and elbows, um, and then he, you know, he also throws long combinations, uses his jab very well. Uh, these guys have the same reach, like I said, but Davey tends to throw big shots instead of popping the jab out there. And, um, you know, Marcos will probably have the cardio advantage. Um, he also has the, uh, the better head movement in my opinion. And, uh, this is one of those fights that could go either way. And you have to consider the fact that Grant is fighting at home. You know, the UFC sometimes give, uh, gives guys, uh, opponents that, that they think they can beat, you know, when they're, when they're fighting at home. Um, kind of like how all the Canadian fighters, you know, won at the, uh, at the event in Canada. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to turn down the pushed money on Grant, you know, honestly, I think either Davey wins by finish, uh, and, you know, in the first round or Marcos takes over and wins the last two rounds. Um, they're both really good strikers. I expect this fight to stay on the feet, but I do feel like Grant will have the, uh, jujitsu advantage if it goes to the ground and the grappling advantage, um, but I don't expect him to use it. You know, this is one of those fights that, you know, I usually tell myself to go with the plus money on this. You know, it's a hard choice. Um, I would say if you're betting it straight up, take Grant for the plus money or live bet it and take uh, Marcos in the second round after Davey slows down a bit. Um, Davey has fought the way tougher competition. So for the purposes of the channel, I'll pick Davey. Um, but I'll be watching the live betting opportunity. I really like both these guys. I don't like having to, you know, pick against either one of them. I think Marcos has got a pretty high ceiling. Next up, we got Michael Parkin taking on Jamal Pogues. And uh, Parkin is 27 years old. He is 6'4 with a 79-inch reach. He is 6-0, and and this is going to be his UFC debut, and he's a plus-180 underdog. Yeah, he's coming off a submission victory on the uh, Contender Series. He's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Um, all of his wins have been by finish, five knockouts, one submission. Uh, 
you know, had a very long amateur career, uh, career as well. He never lost as an amateur either. Um, he had Paul Craig in his corner in his last fight, and uh, he moves uh, he moves laterally, laterally very well. Sorry. Um, he did get taken down and tripped up, which worries me for him in, in this match. Um, he's very powerful, but kind of wild with his striking. Um, seemed kind of like, you know, he needed to get a few more fights under his belt before the UFC, but, you know, not often you see uh, heavyweights getting submission wins, so, you know, it, that's impressive. Um, if you go through and look at his record, most of his wins are over guys with terrible records. One guy was 2-17, and 17, so hard to hard to say much, you know, based on that. Um, he's taken on Jamal Pogues. He is 27 years old, uh, 6'3", with a 77-inch reach. He is 10-3 and and 1-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 210 favorite. Yeah, Pogues used to fight down at light heavyweight, man. I would really like to see him back at that one day. I just don't know if he'll ever be able to get there. Um, Pogues isn't scared to use his wrestling, man. He's very experienced. You know, he's fought you know, the way tougher competition. You know, he's fought in Bellator, LFA, um, got two wins on the Contender Series. Um, he's going to have the speed advantage. You know, he's got good boxing. He uses jab very well, uh, good outside trips. And I think his wrestling is what will get him the win in this fight. You know, I think he's going to take Parkin down and wear on him and, you know, possibly get a late finish, um, you know, kind of due to just Parkin being so tired that, you know, he's just covering up, you know. So I'm going to take Pogues to get the win by third round finish by ground and pound. Um, you know, I think Pogues wins it, man. He's a lot, lot better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. And I did notice that everyone on Tapology is going with uh, Parkin, and uh, I don't know why, man. So I'm gonna be taking Pogues. Don't like the price. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Andre Muniz taking on Paul Craig, and um, Andre is 33 years old, six one with a 78 inch reach. He is 23 and five, and five and one in the UFC, and he's a minus 180 favorite. And, uh, you know, Andre kind of got exposed, you know, um, in his last fight by, uh, Brendan Allen. Um, we found out that Andre doesn't have much off of his back, man. Um, you know, he just seemed to unable to get up and unable to do anything in that fight. I mean, of course, Allen's very good, but, um, you know, we saw this high level jujitsu guy get submitted by, you know, by Allen, who no one really talks about him, you know, how they, they don't, wouldn't, you wouldn't think of them comparing Allen to Muniz. Everyone was so hyped on Muniz at that point. Um, you know, he's going to have a two inch reach advantage. He has 15 wins by submission four by knockout. Um, he has some good wins, but you know, he, you know, he didn't look good at all in his last fight, man. It really surprised me. You know, I had to play on him, lost some money there. Um, like I said, Allen's amazing. Can't hold it against him, but this is a, this is a really interesting matchup, man. Two guys with really good submissions. You know, um, I really want Paul Craig to win this fight you know, really bad. Um, like I said, I've got, got, you know, trace my family all the way back to Scotland. So I, I, I kind of root for the Scottish fighters, but, um, Andre striking isn't very good, man, but it's, it's probably better than Paul's, but you know, Paul, Paul striking did look a lot better. in in like in the, uh, o Ozdemir fight, I mean, he actually landed some shots, you know, and, uh, even though he, he lost that fight pretty badly, but, um, it's hard to say who's got the better grappling here though, man, you know, Andre has better takedowns and trips, but you know if he does that, that's you know he's going to go into Paul's guard, which is right right where Craig wants him, and you know to be in the guard. Um, it's a pretty hard pick, actually, man. But he's taking on Paul Craig. He is thirty five years old, six uh, three with a seventy six inch reach. He is sixteen six and one, 
and eight six and one in the UFC, and he's a plus one fifty underdog. Um, Paul's had let's see what what was it uh, thirteen wins by submission and three by knockout. Um, he's had some pretty impressive victories, man, in the UFC. You know, say what you want about Paul Craig, man, but he's got a win over the current champ. He's got a win over Magomed uh, Ankalaev. Nikita Krylov, you know, he's that good off of his back that he can submit, you know, the best light heavyweights in the UFC. And, uh, you know, honestly, this is kind of, you know, a fight that that Paul Craig could win, you know, because um, Muniz isn't some power puncher. He's a jiu-jitsu guy, um, which plays into Craig's game. And uh, I would say Paul probably has the cardio advantage. Um, he's very tricky, man. You know, when, whenever he's got someone in his guard, he will grip, wrap up both of the arms, man, and hold them down when someone is in his, was it somebody is in his guard, sorry. Um, you know, so that they can't move while he's throwing up his triangle, man. And he's very fast with it and, you know, really slick. And, uh, you know, I feel like I definitely should pick Mooney's probably, you know, um, but for some reason, man, my gut is telling me Craig's going to get the upset win. Like he has so many times before. Um, so I'm going to pick Craig to win by submission. Um, I wouldn't put any money on it. I probably wouldn't even put this one in a parlay. Um, one thing that did throw me off, though, is I after I ran all the tape and everything, I realized that uh, Tapology has this fight at middleweight. So I'm not totally convinced Paul can make the weight. He's a pretty big guy. Um, so for now, I'm going to pick Paul, man. But if he looks dead at the weigh-ins, I'll switch my pick, man. I, he's a really big guy, and you know, cutting that's a 20 pounds, you know, to be coming down that much. It's kind of crazy that that he could do that, you know. So. Um, but if, but if he does have a successful weight cut, that means he's probably going to be a lot more powerful against opponents that are more his size. You know, um, he is kind of tall and skinny, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for him. Next up, we got Nathaniel Wood taking on Andre Feely. This should be a really good fight. Okay, so... Nathaniel Wood is 29 years old, 5'6", with a 69-inch reach. He is 19-5 and and 6-2 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-190 favorite. Yeah, this guy's the real deal, man. He's looked amazing since coming up to 145. Um, you know, I think very, very highly of Charles Jourdain, and Wood made him look pretty easy in that fight. You know, it was a close first round, but Wood really took over and was landing the way harder shots. Um, he's well-rounded, eight wins by knockout, six by submission. I mean, he has good trip takedowns and good Muay Thai trips. Uh, very good boxing. Um, you know, he was really beating Jordan's legs up in, in that last fight, man. He slips punches very well. Um, counters off of him. You know, when he slips punches, he counters uh, very well. And, uh, you know, he seems to be very powerful. You know, he had uh, Jordan wobbled quite a few times in that fight. He pushes a really tough pace and has the cardio to back it up. Um, my only worry in this fight for him really is that, you know, he's going to be at a big size disadvantage, but since he's come up to 145, you know, that's pretty much been the case in all of his fights. So, you know, nothing that he's not used to. Um, and he's still been getting the wins. So um, he hasn't been submitted in a very long time since the beginning of his career. Uh, should be a very fun fight to watch, you know, possibly the fight of the night. And uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, Woods got the uh, advantages, you know, most places here, but. Um, he's taking on Andre Philly. He's 33 years old, 5'11", with a 74-inch reach. He is 22-9 and 10-8-1 and and in the UFC. Uh, won no contest. And he's a plus-157 underdog. 
He's going to have a five-inch reach advantage. He's going to be the bigger guy here. Um, nine wins by knockout, three by submission. Uh, you know, mostly decision victories in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, he looked really good his last time out, man. It was a split decision, but I thought he clearly won that fight um, against Bill Algio. Um, Andre has fought a lot of tough competition, man. If we look at his record real quick, it's been around a while, man. And, uh, of course, he got he beat Bill Algio. Um, he got knocked out by uh, Joe Anderson Brito, but you know who hasn't done that? Um, he had the no contest with Daniel Pineda because um, of an eye poke. Uh, lost to Bryce Mitchell, just got taken down a lot. Um, he's got a win over Charles Jordan. Uh, went to a decision with Sadiq Yusuf. Um, uh, Miles Jury beat him. Uh, lost to Michael Johnson, split decision. Um, Artem Lobov, uh, Dennis Bermudez. Uh, he's fought Calvin Cater, Yair Rodriguez. Um, he's fought a lot of tough competition, man. Very experienced. And, uh, you know, his kicks are one of his best weapons, and that was on full display against Algio. Um, Algio was keeping his hands really low, kind of that karate-type stance, and he was coming right over the top with the with the high kick. And uh, throws a lot of good long punches, man, nice and straight down the middle. Um, if he can use his reach in this fight and keep Wood at bay with his jabs, and he may have a good shot at this, man. And also, there is a chance maybe he could get a takedown. Um, but I really do like the price on Wood, man. It's not totally out of line yet. And I'm going to be picking him to get the win by decision. Um, just because Andre's hard to finish, man. I don't think... Um, I don't think, uh, you know, Brito and Wood quite have the same power. Brito's very powerful. But, you know, it could happen. Um, but I think it's going to go a uh, Wood unanimous decision. I'm going to go with that. Um, next up we got Ron Murphy taking on Joshua Kulibau and this is probably going to be fight of the night too man should be a very good fight and uh, Murphy is 32 years old he is 5'9 with a 73 and a half inch reach he is 10 uh, he's 12 and 0 and 1 and he is 4 0 and 1 in the UFC and that the not no contest it was a draw um, who is that against uh, Zabera Tukigov, so he's a good fighter. Um, he's a minus one se- uh, 157 favorite. Um, you know, I really thought Murphy lost his last fight, man. I think if they hadn't been fighting in London, you know, he probably would have lost, you know. Um, it was kind of, a you know, the home favorite. So um, the guy he fought was making his UFC debut and went on to get knocked out in his next fight. So that really had me questioning, you know, how good uh, Murphy really is, you know, and He's got seven wins by knockout on his record. He's never won or lost a fight by submission. I um, mean, he has good striking. He's powerful. Um, you know, he's going to have a, uh, what was it? Um, he's only going to have a half-inch reach advantage. And uh, I guess I just don't like when someone comes in a minus 500 favorite and doesn't perform up to that standard, you know, um, against a debuting guy on short notice. So um, he gave up quite a few takedowns in his last fight. And all that being said, he's really good, man. You know, he was landing a lot of hard calf kicks in that fight. He's really been working on his wrestling. Um, good submission defense. Uh, he doesn't get super wild, man. He's pretty measured with his approach. He doesn't get, he doesn't waste a lot of energy. Um, should be a very exciting fight, man. And he's taking on Joshua Kulibau. He is 29 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. And he's 11-1-1 and 3-1-1 in the UFC. And he's a plus-130 underdog. And yeah, I'm a big Kulibau fan. You know, I've been very impressed with him. You know, his only loss uh, so far was to Jalen Turner, which is up a weight class. And Jalen Turner is way bigger than him, of course. Um, 
He's a very good kickboxer, very fast. You know, the turning point for me with him was watching him beat the crap out of uh, Sung Woo Choi. Um, really good performance, man. You know, he dropped him a bunch of times. Um, he showed in his last fight that he's got great jiu-jitsu as well. I mean, he's got five wins by knockout, one by submission. I mean, he's a really slick striker. You know, I don't have a problem after watching the tape saying that I think he's probably the better striker. Um, Murphy's probably going to have the power advantage. Uh, Kulabal uses a lot of feints. He switches stances a lot. Uh, nice head movement. And I think he throws better volume out of these two as well. Um, you know, I originally thought I was going to pick Murphy on this, man. I kind of had my mind made up going in. But after going back and watching the tape, man, I can't turn down the plus money on Kulabal. Um, I had a plus money play on him the last time he fought as well. So, um, that kind of helps it out a little bit. Um, I'm going to take him to win by decision, man, but it could definitely be a close fight. Um, I think Kulabal is going to have the speed advantage. Um, could be a very close fight, man. I can't turn down the plus money on Kulabal. Next up, we got Jai Herbert taking on Faraz Zayim. Zayim. Faris Zaim. I'll get it right eventually. Um, Jai Herbert is 35 years old, uh, 6'1 with a 77-inch reach. He is 12-4-1 and 2-3-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 115. And, um, you know, his only um, wins in the UFC being over Kyle Nelson and Karma, uh, Karma Worthy. Um, you know, the only thing that really scares me about Jai is, you know, he's been finished three times in the UFC. Um, he is very, he's a very good kickboxer, man. He almost beat Taporia with a front kick to the face. Um, he's very tall and long for the weight class. He's going to have a two inch reach advantage. And, uh, you know, in his last fight, he showed he's been working on his wrestling a bit. He's got nine wins by knockout, one by submission. Um, he's got really good footwork, man. He's very fast. He's very aggressive off his back. You know, he was really beating the crap out of Ludovic Klein, you know, from bottom with elbows and busted him open and everything. And, uh, you know, honestly, if I hadn't seen him get finished three times in the UFC, I would jump on him, no questions asked. You know, he's very talented. He's a really good striker, you know, and I really do appreciate, you know, his striking. It's it's very good. Um, uh, throws deadly elbows off his back, like I said, man. So I don't know. I don't really see, you know, Zaim wanting to take this fight to the ground. Um, and I, I'm not real, totally sure who's got the better grappling of these two. Because they're both primarily known for their striking. Um, uh, Zaim is 26 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 75-inch reach. And uh, he's 13-4 and four and 3-2 and and in the UFC. Sorry, my, my headphones were doing something weird there for a second. Hold on. All right, I think we're good now. Um, he's a minus 105. Uh, much of the same could be said for Zaim, man. At least he's at least in the striking, he's very he's a very good kickboxer. He's tall, long for the weight class. Um, he showed to have a little bit of trouble with the takedown defense and submission defense in the McKinney fight, um, but I'm sure he's worked on that, you know, since then. Um, you know, McKinney's a very good wrestler, so you can't hold that against him. Uh, Zaim has four wins by knockout, five by submission on his record. He's never been knocked out. I mean, he beat an eight and zero undefeated guy his last time out. You know, I think he was an underdog there. Um, he's very fast and powerful, and even though he hasn't shown it in the UFC yet, um, you know he hasn't got any finishes in the UFC. Uh, it's all been unanimous decision victories, I think. And uh, very fast kicks. He throws high kicks with with his lead leg sometimes, and it's kind of hard to see those coming, man, because you're looking for the back leg, and he's popping the front one up. 
Um, he's a very good counter striker. Um, good at sliding out of the way of shots. Uh, throws great combinations. Uses his jab very well. Uh, he even got some nice takedowns in his last fight, man. He got a couple of good trip takedowns. Um, if I wasn't worried about Jai getting finished, I would pick him. You know, I would pick Jai, man. But I'm going to go with Zaim here, man. And uh, I'm going to say he gets his first finish, you know, um, in the UFC. Um, the way he was looking in his last fight, he was landing some hard shots. He rocked that guy several times. Um, this could be a very close fight, and I wouldn't be surprised if Herbert won. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I'm going to take uh, Zaim to get a uh, knockout win here, round two. Next up, we got the co-main event. Uh, Molly McCann, Ju uh, Julija Storyanko. Storyanko? Story Lenenko. <laughs> uh, let's see. Molly McCann is uh, 33 years old, 5'4", uh, with a 62-inch reach. She is 13-5 and 6-4 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus 310 favorite. And... Uh, you know, first off, no way I'm dropping minus 310 on somebody that has, you know, kind of questionable takedown defense and submission defense. Um, I know Aaron Blanchfield's very good, you know, very good at what she does. Um, but, you know, Molly is very powerful, wild striking, crazy spinning elbows and whatnot. I'm a big fan of hers, you know, and I think the UFC has given her a fight that they think she will win. Um, she's very short and stocky, very exciting and fun to watch. Um, you know, the, the line is so high, man, that... Uh, I have trouble getting to Molly McCann at that fight. And I know, I know, uh, Storlinenko's, you know, record doesn't look that good, but I'll tell you why. Um, Storlinenko is 30 years old, 5'7 with a 69 inch reach. She is 10, 7 and 1 and 1 and 5 in the UFC. I know. And, uh, like I said, I understand she's 1 and 5, but she's been fighting tough chicks up to, you know, all the way up at like 140 pounds at times, um, in bantamweight, you know, and this is going to be her, uh, flyweight debut so she's gonna have a seven inch reach advantage uh nine wins by submission on her record she's a very accomplished grappler if you look into it um she showed in the rose clark fight that you know if you if you have those weaknesses she will definitely exploit them and uh she, she locked up an arm bar and bent <laughs> bent rose clark's arm the the way um it wasn't supposed to bend um molly's gonna have the striking advantage obviously and and i'm really Really tempted here after watching, you know, looking into it and, you know, seeing how much of a amazing grappler uh, Storyanenko is. She has good takedowns, man. And, you know, if, if Molly uh, gets taken down, it's over, in my opinion. And uh, and I don't agree with the line being that big, even though, you know, Storyanenko's on 1-5 in, in the UFC. You know, she did get a win two fights ago, and she uh, did it pretty impressively. And she's definitely going to have the grappling advantage. I think she'll definitely be able to get a takedown if she get if she shoots for one. Um, man, you know what? I'm I'm just going to go with it, and uh, I'm going to say Story Nako to win by submission. Um, I might I wouldn't be able to get to this on most of my parlays, but. Maybe I'll um I'll throw an underdog parlay with like the the three most confident dogs on this card together and and put about a hundred bucks on it or something, um. You know, for the big plus money, man. I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate for that one, but yeah, that's the cool thing about picking dogs, man. I do it a lot. You know, is you know, no one's surprised when you're wrong, but um, I do uh I do like to find my own narrative, man, and and 
and kind of pick holes in what everybody else thinks and, and kind of find paths to victory for, for people that are, you know, getting counted out. And sometimes it works in my favor. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it doesn't, man. But, um, I think story and ankles grappling is that good. As long as she doesn't get knocked out in the first you know minute of the fight. Um, and next up we got the main event, Tom Aspinall taking on Marcin Tabora. i uh, really looking forward to this one, man. It was unfortunate that, uh, you know, he, Tom had that injury in his last fight. And because uh, he probably would have fought for a title by now already if he had won that fight. Uh, Tom's 30 years old. He's 6'5 with a 78-inch reach. He is 12-3 and three and 5-1 and one in the UFC. And he's a minus 440 favorite. And, uh, yeah, coming back off that nasty leg injury, I think it was a torn ACL, uh, in his run in the UFC, man, he showed us that he can do it all, man. Eight wins by knockout on his record, four by submission, um, which is kind of rare for a heavyweight to have that many wins by submission. Um, these guys' reaches are the exact same, man. You know, Tom's very fast and explosive, um, you know, really good boxing. Um, he can get the takedowns. Um, he's got good trips. Um, very powerful, man. You know, I think, uh, let's see, one, that was, uh, yeah, he's got two two knockouts and two submissions, and uh, well, I think three knockouts and two submissions. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really, really high on Tom, man. You know, kind of, kind of, kind of worried about what he's going to look like coming off of a, you know, how long was the layoff? That wasn't wasn't even a year yet, man. So not that long. Um, he's really got a high ceiling, man. I expect him to do a lot of good things. Uh, do I see him? I would love to see him fight John Jones. Uh, do I see Tom ever getting a title? Uh, I don't know, but you know, I hope he does. Um, I'm a big fan of his, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the price, man. It's hard to make money on that. You know, he, he deserves to be a favorite, but, uh, Tybura is a tricky guy, man. So, um, Tybura is 37 years old, six, three with a 78 inch reach. He is 24 and seven and 11 and six in the UFC. I mean, he's had eight wins by knockout and seven by submission. Uh, Marson is very tough, you know, very experienced. He's a good grappler. I mean, he's hard to take down. You know, he kind of, he exposed Alexander Romanoff, man, you know, pieced him up and, you know, had him gassed out after the first round. I mean, he keeps it pretty simple on the feet, man. You know, simple paws with the jabs, doesn't swing too big, doesn't go too wild. Um, he fights pretty safe as well. Um, you know, he's on a good run right now, man, if we take a look at his record. I've actually been very impressed with him, man, because, uh, Let's see, last win, Blagoy Ivanov beat Alexander Romanov. Um, lost Alexander Volkov, but can't fault him for that. Um, he knocked out Walt Harris, uh, knocked out Greg Hardy, um, beat Ben Rothwell, Maxim Grisham, Sergey Spivak. That's probably that's probably his best win, um, in my opinion. Um, he did have a, a couple knockout losses back in the day when he first came to the UFC. Um you know, Derek Lewis, you know, Augusto Sakai, uh, that's a bad loss. But since then, he's made the improvements and, you know, uh, really turned a corner. And he's really just showed that he's an experienced veteran, man, and that he's, he's well-rounded enough that he can't really be taken advantage of very well, man. So, he, <clears throat> excuse me. So how do I think Aspinall wins this fight? Um, he's going to have a major speed advantage here, and uh, he moves very well for a heavyweight. And I expect him to probably slip a lazy punch of Tabora's and, you know, hit him with a punch and drop him and maybe jump on a submission. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
And I, yeah, like I said, he deserves to be a favorite. I wish, I just wish the line was, you know, more to where we could, uh, you know, make money on him. I'll have to look at the props and see what the uh, Aspinall by submission is. And uh, sorry, I'm out of it to gay to to gay today. Um, yeah, I was doing flooring all day today, hardwood flooring. Uh, that's all my picks, man. As far as um, as far as my bets go, man, uh, I don't have my big parlays ready yet. Um, but I will put them together in the next few days and I'll post them on Instagram and Facebook and I'll post them on the community tab in my YouTube channel. So if you're subscribed, you'll, they'll pop up in your feed. Um, but so far I got a, a two fight parlay that is, um, Nathaniel Wood and Muradov, Mahmoud Muradov. That's a plus one Oh eight. Uh, I got one unit on that. And, uh, and I got a, uh, sorry. And I got a, um, one unit play on, or sorry, half unit play on uh, on Yonel Ashmos. Um, got a one unit play on Alvarez. Uh, I've got a small play on Joshua Koulibaly at plus money, and uh, it's like a little less than a quarter unit. And then I've got a another small play on um, Barres, and I actually caught him at plus one hundred five uh, when the line shifted for a little bit. Um, yeah, that's it so far, man. I might put together, like I said. I'll probably put together an underdog parlay that's got like Kulabal and uh, Barrez and uh, Stroyaneko on it, you know, just for shits and gigs, just see if it hits. And uh, considering, I'm not sure which way I'm going to go on on the Davy Grant Daniel Marcos fight, but the lines are pretty even, so it's a good opportunity to make money. So I'll probably include them in in one of those parlays as well. Um, but yeah, man, that's a uh, that's all for me, man. Um, you know, this is one of those cards that I really did enjoy, you know, running the tape on. There's a lot to look forward to in this card. Um, you know, it was unlike, unlike last week's card, you know, the, you know, the home versus, um, you know, a Bueno Silva card. I just had a lot of trouble getting into that, you know, when I was running the tape and stuff like that. So, uh, there's a lot to look forward to on this one. Um, but yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, please like, and subscribe, please comment. It really helped me out. Um, you know, I, I, I had like one of my most viewed videos a few weeks ago, man. And for some reason it dropped back down to, you know, even probably some of the worst numbers that I've had, you know? Um, so please, please comment stuff, man. Try to help me out. Give it a like, all that stuff, man. And I really appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one, man.